Welcome into the Power Alley. If you're familiar with the podcast, I'm your host, Pat Malacaro. Well, we're under three weeks away from the start of the 2023 season. That means at this point of the off season, we are starting to see some of the names and faces that hopefully will help the Buffalo Bisons to their first Governor's Cup championship in the Toronto Blue Jays affiliation. One of the men responsible for putting together the Buffalo Bisons, not only in the offseason, but throughout the course of the year, promoting prospects from different levels and evaluating the talent in the organization, is Joe Sclafani, the Director of Player Development for the Toronto Blue Jays, and somebody who we've had a chance to catch up with in the past. And in our offseason hot stove presentation, I had the chance to catch up with Joe recently, as he's down in Dunedin, as the Blue Jays continue on with their spring training efforts. And I had the chance to ask Joe about a lot of what is to come here in 2023. A lot of the names and prospects that Bison fans hope to see here this coming season at Salem Field. Let's hear that conversation now. At this time last year, uh, we were talking about the minor league side really ramping things up. And um, how has this kind of normal-ish, I want to say, off-season to have players being uh, working with on the major league side, playing in spring training games already, how has kind of this spring training uh, maybe help some of the minor league players getting ready for minor league camp. Yeah, so it's been it's been awesome. I mean, this really is the first uh, normal year, if you will, that we've had since the this building has been opened. Um, you know, the part of the purpose of of building this place was to to get guys that want to be down here and spend time at the PDC in the off season. Mix of minor leaguers, big leaguers. That's been happening. Um, we had a, a ton of guys come early on their own. And then we, we brought in about 80 players for, for early camp, which started at the end of January. And I, I mean, you've seen the reports, um, a ton of the big league guys showed up early. I mean, they, they were pretty much at full go for, for their two weeks prior, probably to their official first squad date. Um, so it's been really neat, you know, staff came down early as well. So the, the experience with these guys, the minor leaguers, um, to be around the big league guys and, and all of them, you know, speaks to their character, are always open to have conversations. I mean, early on, Kiermaier went out of his way to talk to our our outfield group, and you know, Springer Springer's talked to them as well. And just just the organic conversations that happen when they run into each other in the building, it's been it's been pretty neat to see. It's one thing for coaches, and we know what Devon White has been able to do with many players in their development. But what does it mean to have the players like Kevin Kiermaier or you know whoever it might be to kind of lend their their expertise and in, and in, in that information sharing? Yeah, it's outstanding. I mean, you can't you can't really quantify just what type of impact it has. Um, but the fact it just speaks to who they are. They're so passionate about what they do. They want to give back. They know that the guys in the minor leagues are the ones that are go, are going to be called upon to step up and help them win games in the big leagues. So they they willingly offer that up. And and the minor league guys on our side have just been soaking it up and taking the the lessons and and uh, advice that was given to them and just running with it and and you know we're we're fired up to see that and then it leads to better follow-up conversations with our staff and there's just there's just a ton of good things that happen from it I know winning at every level is is a high importance in the Blue Jays organization and for the parent club you know to make the playoffs last year the expectations continue to build with some of the offseason acquisitions what is it maybe say to the younger players that come into this culture now of wanting to win, wanting to be part of this, and then see what it takes to put out a winning team and be a, a winner on the field. Yeah, it's awesome for them to to be here and, and witness it. I mean, there's been revamped emphasis, em, emphases on, on no little things or do all the small things. 
And those are the things you need to do when you're when you're trying to figure out how to get into the playoffs, number one, and then hopefully make a deep run. Um, there are no small things. And just our, our guys that have gotten a chance to go over to the big league camp games, um, lit, hearing it from Schneids and, and the big league staff up there as well, it just reinforces kind of how important that is for them to build that foundation in the minor leagues. And if we're doing things appropriately, they're learning as they go. Um, and hopefully they put themselves, you know, hopefully our minor league teams are winning as well so that they're in those scenarios with the pressure pack situations. And it won't be the first time when they're trying to do it in front of 40, 45,000 people. And as we kind of look at the schedule for, for AAA baseball, I was talking to someone recently and they were kind of asking, you know, why does the, the minor league season in AAA go almost as long as the big leagues? And a lot of it is to keep players fresh and ready. But also I think the benefit uh, is some of the players uh, that we saw debut in Buffalo last year got a chance to have uh, AAA experience. How, how much emphasis is placed on some of the younger players Addison Barger, Trevor Schwecki, um, on the pitching side of things, there were a couple that came up at the end of the year to kind of get a taste of AAA and build into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, the one thing with the schedule is it's great because otherwise we'd have to bring them down to the down to the PDC and try to do simulations and, and you know, live BPs or whatever. And it's, it's never the same. And then, you know, God forbid there's an injury or something and that they step in and a playoff run it's a pretty challenging task uh, to do. So I, I think that makes sense. And then, like you mentioned, there's the added benefit of allowing us to get some younger guys, a little bit of a taste of what it is to be at that, at that level, uh, be around some of the older guys that have, you know, maybe bounced in between the big leagues and, and triple a all season um, and just getting that taste, seeing what it's like uh, helps prepare them going into that off season, hopefully gives them a, a you know, a little bit of hunger with the way they're going about their business. And if it leads to a big league camp invite the next year, you know, they've been there, they've been around a lot of those guys. It helps with familiar faces. There's, there's a ton of benefit to it. And every year there are players that kind of springboard the end of their season into uh spring training the next year. And one of those that mentioned is Addison Barger. It seems like uh, he performed so well in Buffalo at the end of last year. What are some of the maybe conversations on, on just a, an overall perspective of, um, you know, the things to do in the offseason and then being added to the 40-man roster, the expectations coming into that next year's spring training. Yeah, for, for Addy specifically, I mean, kudos to him on on last year. He It started with the the work he did the prior offseason. He was really determined um, and intentful with his work um, all offseason. He showed up in great shape. He hit the ground running, had a good spring. Uh, and then you saw kind of he had an outstanding offensive season. But it's that maturity, knowing what he needs, the routines, all of those types of things um, to get him prepared to, to be able to contribute at that big league level. Uh, in terms of the process, it's it's pretty much the same for all of these guys. We meet with them in an individual player meeting, um, you know, 170 of them or whatever it is. But we reflect a little bit. We ask them to reflect a little bit on the prior year. What did you learn? What stood out to you? What can you take with you going into the next season? Um, what are the most important things we need to focus on this year? We bring our opinion, you know, we ask them what theirs, theirs is. And then um, we walk away from those meetings with the agreed upon goals. What's going to be important? How can you how can you show up and put yourself in a position to help the big league club win uh, for the guys that are at the, the higher levels, obviously? Um, and then the staff gets those. And that's how we come up with our action plans and the work that we're going to do, be doing daily throughout the year. And I feel like, you know, the, a lot of the players that contributed coming up from double a last year will be such an important part of this bison's roster this year um what can you maybe share right, right now as minor league camp gets underway of the the maybe expectation of what the bison's roster might look like in terms of the mix of 
veterans and some of those players. A uh, guy like Spencer Horwitz, I think of as an example, who performed so well from the second half of the year on and really uh, made his mark in AAA. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting product to put on field. Um, you know, the names that you mentioned, obviously, the, the younger internal guys who, who've advanced through the levels, um, have gotten there, have earned the right to be there. It's going to be an exciting infield. You got Spencer, you know, Vinny Capra will be back, Barge, um, Otto, Lantigua, Timo, uh, LJ, you know, Nathan Lucas, Schneider. You know, obviously, hopefully those guys are in the big leagues contributing on that level. But, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good group on that front. And then, you know, that we got some exciting pitchers as well. But where we're at in the big leagues and, and whatnot, you're kind of in a spot where you can go out and get some of that major league depth that has been that has proven it at that at the highest level before um, they want they're hungry for the opportunity to compete and contribute to a winning team. You know, the the vast experience that they have um, can have an impact on our guys. You know, they ask a lot of questions and how do you go about things, whatever little things they can pick from one another that might help them in their career. There's just there's a ton of benefit to it. And everybody's in it for the right reasons. Everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to contribute to the big league team winning. And, and hopefully it'll just um, it'll it'll be contagious and roll from there. And as you talk about, you know, having players ready to step into roles from AAA to the big leagues, um, pitching is always so important. And we saw last year how, how a pitcher can uh, go up to the big leagues and help out. Um, is that why some of the the veterans signed this past offseason kind of provide that uh, quote unquote insurance because we always know there's going to be a need. It's just a matter of when, not if. Yep. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, you can never have too many good players. Uh, it's, it's a great problem to have. Um, you know, those guys, hopefully you get through a, an entire season without any injuries, but it, it's probably unlikely to be able to do that or you're very fortunate to be able to do so. So so having a ton of guys who can step up in those moments um, without skipping a beat and help the big big league team win. Um, it's only it's only going to benefit you throughout the course of a long season because we know how grueling it can be. I think of someone like Casey Lawrence is, is a great example. You and I talked about him at this time last year of what it meant in his second season back uh, in the Blue Jays organization. Could you even Im have imagined the role that he kind of played last year in going back to the big leagues and eating as many innings uh, in, in such important roles as he did throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, last year was a tremendous season for for Casey. He's, you know, first and foremost, he's an outstanding human being. Uh, he's a pleasure to have around the clubhouse and around some of the younger guys. He always wants to give back, but you know, he's he's smart and hungry, and it, it is always asking for, you know, what do you guys see? What can I pick up? And he's constantly trying to refine his approach. So he he just kind of took advantage of those things, went out, executed the hell out of it, out of it every time he was called upon, uh, put himself in a spot where. When we did have that need, um, he was he was definitely the guy for for that specific scenario and went up there and did what he needed to do. The big league staff, you know, the way he goes about his business, just who he is as a person, um, you know, they loved him. So when other opportunities came up, it was um, pretty easy to to get him back in there. But, you know, we're thrilled to have him back. Uh, no, he deservedly had a ton of opportunities elsewhere um, this offseason. But, you know, we're we're definitely lucky to have him. And is that something where you've, with the the wealth of young pitching prospects that may start the year at Double A, may end up in Buffalo at some point this year? It's nice to have someone like Casey who not only can perform well on the field, but can take that leadership role off it and and help lead by example. Yeah, I mean it's just such an asset to have in there, and it's not something that that he looks at as an added responsibility. He just does it naturally. Again, and it's just because he's he's just an outstanding human. Um, but he has, he's been around and he's seen a ton of things. He's got a really interesting story. 
um, he can share a lot of that experiential knowledge and hopefully can help some of those young guys refine what they need to do as they're getting you know started with their careers. I know one pitcher that Bison fans are, are excited to, to see more of this year is Ricky Tiedemann. Kind of burst out of the scene last year in spring training, and all eyes have been on him ever since. Can you take fans through that may not have followed his season last year, um, kind of what his season looked like, and even though he did get a taste of double-A, kind of how he was uh, worked into double-A uh, pitching by the end of last year? Sure. Yeah. So, so Ricky's somebody that we were extremely excited about coming out, out of the draft. Um, amateur staff did a great job in, in doing their research and we were thrilled to be able to get him. Um, he had never in the, in the previous few years, he just hadn't had a huge workload. Um, you know, COVID impacted that. He bounced around a little bit. He had never had more than like 40, 45 innings. So we wanted to take it slow. We wanted to be smart as we got to know him um, and credit to Ricky. Like he, he was all in from the start. We, we thought there was lots of opportunities on the physical side. Um, he put in that work. We saw an immediate uptick in stuff in the FDL. And then he killed in the offseason, showed up in great shape, um, just kept building on, on that great foundation. Um, and the plan was, you know, a successful year for him last year was getting him through September, basically get his body used to pitching for an entire minor league season. We had to be thoughtful about the way that we were going to roll that out so that he was going to be able to do that without – um, throwing too much workload on him early. And, you know, Ricky was sat at the table, was a part of that conversation. We kind of mapped out how we were seeing it. We showed him all the inputs and markers of what we we're going to be looking at to make sure that we were comfortable with him continuing. And he checked every box along the way. So we started him off in Dunedin. He dominated there. His routines were in a really good place. He's a good teammate. He checked all the intangible pieces. So we pushed him to, to Vancouver. Um, it was more of the same up there. Uh, and then we had a bit of a uh, we put him on the development list and gave him a little, little bit of a break um, after the future game. And then we send him to, to New Hampshire and he earned every step of that way. Um, he earned it, not just with his performance, but with the way he went about his business. Um, and he was able to get, you know, 10, 11 innings at the end of the year in, uh, in August, September in, in New Hampshire and really established a good foundation to work to build off of this year. And another pitcher who uh, maybe had something to build off of after so many injuries after signing with the Blue Jays as a free agent is Yosra Zulueta. Uh, we saw in a small sample at the end of the year kind of the stuff that he can bring. Um, you know, what, what uh, I guess the excitement to have him healthy, ready to go this year and, you know, how he can take the next step. Yeah, I mean, kind of more of the same with, with Zulu. He had some unfortunate Unfortunate luck, um, but he hadn't really, everyone kind of forgets, he hadn't really pitched in three years. Um, you know, we knew he had the UCL thing when we signed him. Um, so he was going to get the the Tommy John surgery and then he he was rehabbing all the way back from that. And then, you know, three pitches into the 2021 season and he he tears his ACL. So just really unfortunate. And, it, it, you know, for a kid that we all, is so easy to root for and, and does everything the right way, it was kind of heartbreaking. But you know, to his credit, um, he showed up and, and rehabbed all the way back through that. So we were excited for him to come back out last year and have somewhat of a normal year. Um, the goal again was to get him to pitch throughout the whole season. We were gonna we were gonna be thoughtful about the way that we rolled him out to help protect him as well. But man, when he's out there, it's electric stuff. Um, it's just effortless, super easy velocity. Um, when the breaking balls are hitting. It looks really good, so it, it was no surprise that he was able to to you know move up through the move up the ladder throughout the year, um, and we're we're really excited about him um, as he gets a little bit more consistency, just being able to pitch. You know, he just hasn't done that much of that in the last three four years, so 
we're pumped for him for this year. As we talk about the pitching side of things for the Bisons this year, there'll be a change on the coaching staff. We're so thrilled that Jeff Ware has this new opportunity in the big leagues, and that presents an opportunity for somebody new to the organization uh, in Tim Norton. Uh, how have you seen uh, this new coaching staff and Matt Haig, who is a former MVP with the Bisons in the past, how have you seen them kind of grow maybe uh, in their time working together with Casey Kandel and Dunedin? Yeah, so I mean, I think it, first of all, it starts with Casey. Um, he said he sets such an incredible environment in at that level. It can be challenging, you know, guys going up and down, and um, it can be challenging throughout the year. You have to mount, balance a lot of different personalities, guys in different stages of their careers. Um, so it starts with Casey, and we're thrilled. We're thrilled to have him there uh, leading the helm. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. There's definitely always going to be some type of adjustment process, um, but we're really confident in, in the people. Number one. Uh, Matt did a great job last year in double in A with a lot of the guys that he's he's going to have this year. Um, so he's he's he, that familiarity is going to help um, him kind of get off to a good start. And then obviously Jake McGuigan's back and he's been he's been a rock there. Um, and Tim, you know, tough situation to be thrown into in February. You, you know, hey, hey, man, congratulations. Um, spring training. If you can get down here in three days, we're going to get you going. So he's been on the big league side for. Uh, the majority, he's, he's bounced around to the minor league side. It's one benefit of us being in the same building. But, you know, a lot of the pitchers that he's going to have is going to be up there. So um, he he's working with Casey, getting to be around Haig, um, Jake, et cetera. So it's it's hitting the ground running, and it's certainly fast-paced, but have a lot of confidence in Casey's leadership and, and just the overall quality of people that people and coaches that we're sending there. Well, we're looking forward to seeing Casey and the rest of the crew and seeing you here in Buffalo this year, Joe. Thanks for taking some time uh, to help set the stage for what will be a fun 2023 season and looking forward to seeing Buffalo. Always, Pat. Thanks for having me and excited for this for the season in Buffalo. We'll see you soon. Thanks again to Joe for joining us in the Power Rally. And again, if you want to see our video presentation on our off-season hot stove, you can head over to bisons.com and check that out. Coming up next week, we'll check in with Shai Davidi from Sportsnet in Toronto and get his thoughts on some of the main storylines as the Toronto Blue Jays make their push not only for a lengthy postseason, but hopefully an AL East championship as well. A lot more coming up as we get set for the start of the 2023 season. Head over to Bisons.com. You can find out the latest promotions and game time information, including seeing the newest edition of the Bisons bobblehead series as Casey Candell will be one of the two bobbleheads this year. Stay tuned for the second as well. But for now, I'm Pat Malacaro. Thanks for joining us in the Power Alley.